Hey everybody, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast. I'm Craig. I'm Daniel. And this is the place that we are at least attempting yeah, to make trying. good theology automatic. Yeah, we're doing our best. We are doing our best. Um, we are get, just tackling subjects and not just studying academic academically about them, yeah. but we're hoping to, to grab God's heart and walk with Him through life. And so we're just so thankful that you're with us, wherever you're with us from and whatever platform you're joining us on. We appreciate it when you uh, leave a comment and a review. It helps get the word out. And so thanks for joining us. Um, I'm going to dive in today. We're talking about a subject that that really um, is, is, I mean, not this conceptual idea that's up in the sky, some ethereal idea. It's, it's something that every one of us deals with if you're a human being. And especially over the last uh, eighteen months, yeah. And so, um, you know, we get questions about how to deal with the brokenness of humanity, and specifically, how do I deal with in my heart brokenness with people that I know and I love? Yeah. And so today, we're talking about reconciliation, offense, forgiveness, and unforgiveness. So I just want to read a few passages, Daniel, and then have a conversation with Absolutely. you about this. Again, we're talking about what is God's heart on the issue, okay? So listen to this passage. Jesus is talking in, in Matthew chapter 5, and he says this, If you are offering your gift on the altar, mm. and there you remember that your brother has something against you. So this is kind of crazy, actually. Yeah. Like Jesus is literally talking about if you're coming to God in a form of worship. Yeah. If you're coming to God to worship God and you remember that another human has something against you, there's a there's a rift between you and somebody else, leave your gift before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. So Jesus is sending this That's message huge. that like one of the most important things that a human being can do is worship God. But he's saying, I care so much about your reconciliation with other humans that I can even tell you to pause on that and go and be made right with somebody else. That's good. Um, here's a second passage, 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 18. It says, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh or just in a worldly way. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh or in, in we viewed him in a worldly way, we don't regard him or look at him like that any longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a brand new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This is speaking about you. If you if you know God, this is who you are. Your old life has passed away. You are made new in him. And it says this, all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That word means taking two things that are broken or separated from each other and, and putting them back together yeah. in a whole way. One more passage for you. Uh, this comes from... The longest recorded prayer that we have of Jesus, we sort of get to eavesdrop on his conversation with the Father, and he starts by telling us in, in in John chapter 17, or we start by hearing his prayer in John 17, where he's he's talking about what heaven is, and that's us knowing him forever. And then at the end of the prayer, he he prays for some groups of people. He prays specifically for the disciples, and then he prays for quote all of those who will believe in Jesus through their message. In other words, that's all of us. The message has been passed down. And he says this, 
Uh, actually, it says it right here, verse 20, John 17, 20. I do not ask for these only, speaking about the disciples, but I ask for all those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they may also be in, in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, so that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and you in me, so that, I want you to notice, anytime you see a so that in the scripture, you have to pay attention yeah. to it, because it means that God is saying, I want something in order that something else will happen. So you have to pay attention to yeah. what he wants if you want to Read see that before result. And after, before right. and after, yeah. So you know what he wants, you know the result he wants, and if we want that result, we have to do, do the way. thing, right? So, <laughs> do the thing. So he says, he says, he's praying that we would be one, in order that, or so that, the world would know that you sent me and that you have loved them even as you have loved me. And so my my proposition to you all is this. Number one, oh, there's so many more passages there's we so can read. There's so many more, yeah. I mean, we could just- You'll know us by our love for one another. And Or how about in when Jesus is teaching us, teaching us how to pray, uh, if you do not forgive somebody when they sin against you, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. And so it's, you know, we're not going to read all the passages. Obviously, one of the foundational theological concepts of the whole Bible is that God has forgiven us in his lavish love for us, and he's invited us to forgive. And so obviously you need to recognize that that God has forgiven us. Yeah. I, to, I, that's kind of a foregone conclusion in this in this conversation. God's forgiven us, and we can receive that gift of forgiveness right now. What I want to talk about today is what is what a lot of people struggle with, which is what do I do in this life with other people? Mm. Do I have to forgive? Does forgiving mean that I totally let that person back into my life and full access to me? Does forgiving mean I have to forget about something that happened? Does forgiving, what is reconciliation? What does that look like to be reconciled? Do I have to be best pals with that person that stabbed me in the back? Like, what does that look like? And so I want to just have a conversation with you about um, if we could just talk about God's heart. Like, what's the essence of forgiveness? Why does he want us to forgive? Is it simply because he forgave us and so he wants us to to have to do that too? Or is it because there's something deeper? Mm. And I think, and I want to talk about that as God has offered us forgiveness and invited us to be forgiving and reconciling people as well, he's given us the ministry of reconciliation, that the way that we distribute grace and love and forgiveness to other people, not only, number one, frees our soul from the cancer of unforgiveness, but it's an expression to the world of the type of love that this God is offering to us as we lavishly distribute both forgiveness and walk out and attempt to be reconciled and made right with other humans that have that we have a problem with or that have a problem with us. Yeah, it's good. What do you think about all that? Oh, I think it's one of the most brutally difficult things in life. Um and one of the most important. The the reality is every one of us will be hurt by someone um at some point if you haven't already. I mean there's no way to avoid it. Can't avoid it. In fact, if you're a Christian, you're going to be persecuted. That's what the Bible says. Like he, we, we're promised some persecution in this life. Jesus modeled 
active real-time forgiveness on the Via Della Rosa as he's carrying the cross. People are spitting on him and throwing rotten food on him and, and hurling insults. And he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean... He models it for us in the upper room right before that. Yeah. Somebody said this. I don't know who it was. They said, Judas ate too. Yeah. You know, like he knew the whole time. He knew the whole time he was going to get betrayed and he let him eat. Yeah. yeah. Let him eat. There's, it's interesting too because there's, we, we will hurt people. We need forgiveness. Um, Jesus or God or the Godhead doesn't experience unforgiveness. They don't experience that the way that we do. There's a uh, old phrase, you probably know it. It says, unforgiveness is like drinking rat poison and expecting the rat to die. Right. So there's two sides. We'll need forgiveness and we should dispense forgiveness right. because, because we need it, but also because it will poison us if we don't. Right. I would love to hear, um, I have I have a one other thought, but I want to bounce it back to you since I've talked for a couple of minutes. Um, can you talk a little bit about forgive and forget and why, what you think about that? I personally don't think you have to forget and I have a, 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 some thoughts, but what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I I don't think that that's biblical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's biblical. I don't yeah. think it, 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 I don't see a passage that informs us to do that. So mm-hmm. obviously number one, we're going to, when we're talking about the concept of what's God's heart on an issue. Okay. Does he say something explicitly? If he does, we should believe that. Mm-hmm. If it's not explicit, then, then yeah. I don't think that, that he remembers our sins no more, but he's God and it's different for us, and he knows we're just dust, the Bible says. So I have a thought on it. But Do you going. think that God literally doesn't, he could not recall your sin, or that, that what that means is that... He chooses to see them no more, is yeah, what I think. Yeah, he chooses to yeah. acknowledge their existence any longer because he's dealt with it. Yes, so that's what I think it means. Um, I, I don't even... The question is, can God make himself forget something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, don't know. yeah I suppose but, so. But I will say that I heard a counselor say this one time, and i like, oh, you know how you see just someone has a pearl, and you're like, that'll be mine for life. He said, forgive and remember it differently. And that wrecked me, because at that time I had, um, I'm not easily easy easily offended, um, but someone was actively trying to hurt me and my family. Sometimes when you're in ministry, that really does happen. I was a, a pastor for 11 years. And sometimes people just kind of go sideways, especially when you're preaching the truth and right. they feel it and they need you to justify their behavior. Like we talked about that in episode two. Um, and like, I know pastor who are amazing people and sideways congregant members have reported them to CPS, things like that. Luckily that wasn't the case for us, but there was this person in the church at, trying to actively spread things about us. And I was very wounded. And this guy said, forgive and remember differently. And then that passage about Jesus. And I'm like, dude, this guy has no idea what he's doing. He's really hurt. And so then I did the thing that Jesus says to pray for those who persecute you. And I saw some, my heart began to change. And I like couldn't help but see how broken he was. Mm. And I had an honest to God grief for him. Wow. And I started to love him in a different way. And it's almost like I had a bulletproof vest of the active things he was trying to do. I'm like, it's okay. I had such a much better holy response. I'm like, it's okay. He just hurt, you know, and it just wouldn't get to me. And I began to become stronger and almost like it was the best defense against Hmm. active hurt. And so now I remember it totally differently. 
and he's completely forgiven because I'm completely forgiven too. Right. So so it is a not only a command from God so that we might have unity, it is a massive benefit to you right. if you can learn how to forgive. Right. You know, and I pray that I the next time I'm deeply wounded I'll remember that lesson because it's not like it's just automatic. Right. I mean, the goal is that it would be automatic. Sure. It's literally the whole point of the show. Right. But like it's hard. So for the person that's saying listening and saying well, I still remember that. Okay. Can I can I have forgiven the person and still remember? Well, yeah, we we think that you can. Yeah. You're not just most likely going to just, you know, not remember it, but to reframe it. Mhm. So, how is it affecting you? How is it affecting your relationship with the person? Um so so here's the here's the follow-up then. Okay. Do you have to does that for me to say you're forgiven? Does that mean you have full access to me the way you used to? Right. No. It does. So I believe it does not. I believe that you can forgive, and you can remember it differently, and the Lord can use it in a holy way, and it can be part of your testimony for others' good. And again, this unity that we can have all these broken people that can still remain. We're seeing it so much in our culture. If we disagree, we can't even be in the same room. I mean, certainly not what we're experiencing in our brotherhood of faith. We disagree all the time and love each other deeply. Um, but like the division is so intense and that's one of the ways we know we have Jesus, but like, but like, no, you don't have to fully trust them and let them have full access because trust is different than love. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Trust in, and boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries like, are okay. They're good. And it's healthy. okay. It's okay. And healthy even to forgive and put up, a boundary. New boundaries yeah. based on the circumstances yeah. taking place. But forgiveness actively looks like this. Like instead of being like, you, you know, oh, Derek, I don't know who Derek is. Derek, that's not the person. Derek hurt me. I'm going to actively, anytime his name is brought up in a conversation, we're in a small community, I'm going to be like, dude, that guy's trash. You know, it's active forgiveness is like, I'm going to choose to love even the people that I thought were my enemies. So I'm going to be kind to them, good to them, gentle. Right. I'm going to suffer them. I'm going to, you know, like I'm not going to speak poorly, I, right? right? Actively taming your tongue. Right. You don't have to be like, oh, they're the best person ever. You should get into business with them. But don't poison the well. Let God redeem them. Don't be their active adversary. Forgive them and release right. them because they're broken. Right. And you're being healed actively. That's kind of, there's so much there, but like, that's what I think. Absolutely. That's what I think the Bible says. There's so much that could be said about this subject and it's, yeah, you know, Jesus spoke to it. So it's been an issue from the beginning of time. I mean, oh, yeah. we see Adam and Eve maybe yeah. had a moment Cain, where it's like, Hey, Abel. we're, we're blaming each other here. Cain and Abel. Um, but I think experientially you don't need the Bible stories. Most people don't need the Bible stories to recognize this is a real issue that has significant today consequences just in, in terms of life. And, and I don't know when you're watching this or listening to this, but we're recording this in 2021 mm -hmm. and the past couple years have, mm. um, I don't know what they've done. It, it's probably not that they've created more issues, but I think that the issues of the day Expose has them. exposed yeah. the brokenness of humanity. Mm -hmm. It's a little easier in times of peace to, Oh, just pretend sure. like stuff isn't there and people aren't the way that they are. But the brokenness of humanity has always been there. Yeah. And it's been boiling to the surface because of yeah. chaos, because of anxiety, because 
we don't have answers. We don't know what to do. And so all to say, one of the reasons why I wanted to have this discussion here in season one is because I just know people are not just asking a theological question about the subject. They're dealing with real brokenness in their lives with people who have different political views as them. Yeah. With people that believe differently about whether you should wear a mask or get a shot or in churches, we have such division in churches that that it's tragic. 24 months ago, everybody loved each other. And now people when, when are, love is tested, we're and divided. Now people are not just angry at each other. They're they're gone from each other. They're down at the church on the there. And I'm not saying that everybody has to stay at the same church, but like there's gotta the 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 foundation of a believer has to be I'm fighting for forgiveness and reconciliation first and recognizing that there are very real differences that listen. Paul and Barnabas went different ways. Yeah. Abraham and Lot it. went different ways. Yeah. There's a time. But what's most important is the heart and, and like what's the foundation? My foundation is listen, there is no other place. You tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe you know, Daniel. I've never seen one other place in the Bible that tells us explicitly, clearly, black and white, how the world is going to know that Jesus came from God and that God loves them. There's no other place that I know of. Right. And this is what every church and every believer, hopefully, it, like the the entire existence of your life is to ha- part of it is to help people know that Jesus came from God and loves them. And wow. Jesus tells us yeah. explicitly here in John 17 how that's going to happen is through unity. And so let us not be uh, surprised that when the devil is having his heyday, that one of the primary things that he's doing division. through lies, through lies and deception, which is why truth is so important, is he's he's sowing division. Yeah. Because a house divided against itself cannot, cannot stand. stand. Yeah. And um, there's a difference. There's a difference between American values and biblical values. And at the end of the day, we're citizens of heaven before we're citizens of this country. And at the end of the day... You and I, Craig, and this this is a belief we both hold dear, we will have our time with Jesus without end. You, your and I's relationship began six years ago, five years ago, and will never end because of our faith. Right. We ought to treat each other like citizens of heaven despite political leanings or beliefs, or at one moment in time, I believe this. That person's viewpoint may change in nine months. Right. And in fact, if you're the kind type of Christian that believes arduently or adamantly that you're correct on an issue, shouldn't you stay in those people's lives to be able to influence and love them into a better position or thinking? Yeah. I think so. And will, that will be the sign that God was that Jesus was sent by God is our unity. And if that's the sign, we got some work to do. Right. We have huge work to yeah, do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the, from, you know, yeah, how many divisions and splinters. And I think, I think as much as us Protestants love the Reformation. Um, <laughs> My son's there, middle name is Luther, after Martin Luther. <laughs> there are some that I think we need to acknowledge some really negative outcomes um, yeah. that just spilled out, out of the Reformation. And one of them that I see in history is that at that time, people, it seems, began to 
lean more or feel more comfortable defining themselves by terms of what they were not. Yes. Instead of terms of what they are. <sighs> That's so good. Note and, to self, Craig hates the Reformation. <laughs> Note to self, I love the Reformation. <laughs> no, but that's because a really... there were some also really nasty things that needed to be reformed. But what happened? Brilliant is that, viewpoint, uh, though. You know, okay, Luther splits off, and then there's another group that, oh well, well we don't believe that's so will cause our own, we'll create our own thing, and then we don't believe, that. and now there's fifty thousand denominations that are yeah. really built on. Well, I don't believe that part of what you believe, so I'm going to be this, and so I just think that proposal for you, I think that. Jesus followers should always at least start with primarily how are we the same? What do we have in yes. common? Is Jesus Lord, right? Et cetera. Yes. How are we together? Because the devil's working overtime for disunity. And I think that we need to be focused on and fighting for unity. And I'll just say this. I, I, don't, I don't think we plan on saying this. Um, we didn't talk about it. But just so everybody knows, Daniel and I have had some times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for of, sure. Uh, of you know, you can share anything you want. Yeah, I'm just comfortable. just uh, hurt and pain and yeah. and decisions and miss oftentimes miscommunication. Sometimes yeah. it sometimes it's more than miscommunication. But mm -hmm. um, we we pursued multiple hour long conversations trying to understand each other's hearts exactly, and yeah. that's what it's all about. And and really for you a, lot, a couple of times, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like you were like, the person I know wouldn't do this. Like, can you help me understand, help me see? And here we are. Here we are. We're still here. Like, like we are choosing actively to believe the best in each other and understand that we will have different viewpoints, but we will not have division. Right. We did the hard work of pursuing reconciliation, which yeah. is difficult. It is way easier to run to the next relationship, the next marriage, the next church down the street. But the, the problem there's multiple problems, but one of them is if you leave somewhere or a relationship in unhealth, you can never expect to enter the next one in health. Ooh, that's good. And so you have to, there's just so many reasons why forgiveness is important and, and that we should, I mean, your own health, not drinking poison, it's cancer to your own soul. God wants it. God commands it. God desires it for his witness in the world. And so obviously we could talk about this yeah. subject. We have, a, we have about a minute and a half left. Can you explain to someone how to forgive? Like, do they, let's say someone's like hurt them in the past. Like, do they have to go to that person and release them or like do they have oh, to man. dredge it back up? I know I'm kind of opening something, but that is a big conversation. Yeah. I think there's some practical steps that might be worth starting the conversation. I think that you, if you're not going to go directly to the person, you need to really think through that and and work that out with somebody else. And there can be, I believe that there can be reasons for that. I do too. But I do, I think it's pretty clear Jesus says, go to the person and you go to them alone first. You don't take an army. It's, I mean, it tells you in Matthew 18, you want the instructions, go to the person alone. Yes. If you and, and if they don't hear you, bring a trusted spiritual leader. If they don't hear you, go to the body of believers and get more people involved. But you don't go and recruit through gossip a bunch of people right. as your You don't army garner first. allies that you're right. You go in vulnerability, humility, and with the Holy Spirit. Right. So that's his heart. I know we have to end this episode, but there's a lot um, there. <laughs> I would say, you know, pr pray about it. And, and maybe you can forgive somebody in your heart without having to go and start a conversation. But also Jesus says, if they have something against you, go to them. So you have to think through that. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of times it does take a, a, a conversation in person or with a mediator. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't require yeah. that. But what we're not saying is go into a dangerous situation with someone who abused you or really did you like physical harm. 
be wise. Um, what we are saying is wherever possible, go to that person directly. If that isn't possible, there's still a way for you. There's always a way of escape. God is good. Remember, he is good. This isn't a disqualifying conversation. It's a call up to health and something better for you. Right. And hopefully, if you can, for that person. Right. Yeah. You got any more final thoughts Nothing specifically else. in regards for the to first time. God's heart? Nothing, Nothing else. else. Oh, I thought you did a great job. Oh, thanks. Well, that's what we have for today. I, I want to just yeah emphasize again, God's heart is that he has lavishly dished out his love and forgiveness to us, and he's invited us into the joy and the fulfillment of doing the same thing mm -hmm. for the sake of his glory, our good, and for the sake of a broken world. And so I, I just... I, I don't feel like in this generation, especially, I could more passionately encourage believers to pursue something that they, I see oftentimes, are not pursuing. If you know, if you, if right now the Holy Spirit's bearing witness in you that there's mm. unforgiveness, I can't encourage you enough to go and deal with that in prayer mm. and in a conversation if needed and get some spiritual counsel around you. I think that that's God's heart for you. So yeah. thanks for joining us on the Thematic Podcast. We look forward to seeing you next, next episode. Peace. God bless.